Hello, Impact Christian Church. My name is Alan Schwartz, and I'm so excited to share this message that the Lord laid on my heart with you. Uh, it's called Stop Being Average, the name of the sermon. And it's Revelation 3.16. So if you have your Bibles, please open to that passage. It says, So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Let's bow our heads and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. We know that it's been a really hard year, a hard week, a hard month for most of us, Father God. But I pray that any storms and trials that come our way, that we would focus on you, Father God, and that we would focus on Jesus and what he did on the cross for our salvation. So we could have everlasting life with you, that we could be with you once and for all, Lord. We love you. We thank you. And would you just use me as a vessel for you, Father God? And I pray that lots of people get baptized today and in the coming weeks and months, Lord, come to know you for the very first time. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As I was thinking and preparing for this message, I was like, some of us, a lot of us, are in need of a huge wake-up call. A big kick in the rear to stop sleeping and wake up spiritually And this is a message, it may not be fun or exciting to hear, because it's going to be a message that you may not like. It isn't warm, and it isn't fuzzy, it isn't one that makes you feel all great inside about yourself. (laughs) In fact, it's a message to convict you and myself. It is also meant to encourage you, though, at the same time, and make you all of us draw closer to Christ. And not stay dead in our walk anymore with Christ. And my hope and prayer is that you may walk away with a passion within your heart that is just on fire for the Lord. I pray that you'll walk away in love with the calling and the purpose that God has made for you and for me. It's not enough to just live the life of a lukewarm Christian anymore. In fact, there are dangers of lukewarm Christianity. So it's not enough to just go to church Listen to worship music and worship songs and partake in small groups. If you have your notes, this is the first thing that I want you to write down. It is not enough to just fit Jesus in your life. It's not enough just to say, I want five minutes with him, but he should be your life. Again, in your notes, it's not enough just to fit Jesus into your life. He should be your life. He should be our life. It's so easy to just go through life, going through the motions of what the world believes to be good. And what a good Christian looks like. But it's another thing to go through life completely picking up your cross and unashamedly chasing after the cross. Despite challenges that are coming from every direction, we choose To put our trust in God, even when life doesn't make sense, we choose to trust Him, knowing that He's in control of our life. In this verse, in this passage, Jesus describes the church at Laodicea as lukewarm, as being lukewarm Christians. It was customary for people in ancient times to drink hot or cold beverages at these feasts and in their religious sacrifices. But they never drank a lukewarm beverage. Because let's be honest, those liquids are gross. 
on a hot day, we find a cold drink to be refreshing. And much like on a cold day, we find a hot drink uplifting. But no one ever enjoys a lukewarm drink. Our walk with Christ shall not be lukewarm either. Our walk with Christ shall be warm or cold, and we shall be the real deal. We shall practice what we preach. We shall not just go to church, read the Bible, but we should be the light. Make a difference in your life and in other people's lives. Be kind to others. Love one another like Christ loves us and the church. God wants us to allow Him to consume us. Everywhere we go, everything we do, every thought that we have. But, if I'm honest with you guys here this morning, as it turns out, many times we act like we are lukewarm. Neither hot nor cold, as we mess up a lot. And brothers and sisters, I'm here today to share with you that that must change. That must change now. And our growth and our walk with Christ must also change. Because if we want others to be nice to us, then we must be nice to them. If we want respect, we must respect others. If we want people to have patience for us, we must have patience for them. We must do the same in return for how people we want to treat others. Laodicea in this packet, in this passage, did not have its own water source. It depended upon the nearby city of Hierapolis for its water. Hierapolis was constructed around numerous hot springs. So it enjoyed an abundant supply of hot water that it sent to Laodicea by the way of an aqueduct. However, by the time the water reached Laodicea, it had cooled to a lukewarm temperature. It would need to be cooled or reheated prior to being ready to drink. The lukewarm taste of the Laodiceans' religious life made Jesus feel so sick, he felt like vomiting the church out of his mouth. How many of you this morning feel like maybe by your actions you say that you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but you haven't been walking the walk? How many of you this morning maybe feel like Jesus wants to spit you out of his mouth because he's disgusted by the actions that you've been living? He wants you to come and draw closer to him. He doesn't want you to say your one thing and live a different way. It's time for us to change, church. Those who are spiritually hot are engaged in their faith. Those who are cold have an opportunity to be influenced in a powerful way by the gospel. But those who are lukewarm, they know just enough about Jesus, so they're not resistant, but they're also somewhat careless to God's voice and hearing his voice. From Jesus' perspective here, it's actually better to be spiritually cold since that means you're more likely to know the calling of God than if you were to be lukewarm. To be hot means to be fervent, which means emotional, passionate, religious, heartfelt, sincere, animated, and helpful. And to be cold was refreshing and invigorating. As clearly illustrated by the water supply here in this passage, that was such a part of the lives of the Laodicean people. The term lukewarm means neither hot nor cold. It implies being average, not living fervently for the Lord, and not serving Him with energy, enthusiasm, passion, and just being average. 
And I don't know about you, but I know for myself, I don't want to be an average Christian. I want to live superb. I want to be special. I want to be unique. I want to be one of a kind. The Lord's concern here with the church of Laodicea is that they were just going through the motions spiritually. Are you just going through the motions here spiritually? But with no fruit being grown? They were content with their wealth and materialism and were unaware of their spiritual poverty. I am certain some of you watching might be unaware as well that your walk with Christ isn't warm or cold. God wants us to serve him with a pure heart, with a servant's heart. Lukewarm Christians will be quick to say that they love God fully, completely, with their whole heart, soul, strength. They know all the right things to say. They may even know most of the Bible and that they're strong in their faith, but their devotion to God isn't unconditional. And it says otherwise. And it says otherwise, as well as their actions. We as a church, as a society, as I mentioned earlier, it's time for us to wake up and really grow in our walk. You see all around us what's happening. We need to stand firm in our belief, in our faith, and walk by faith like never before. We need to seek Jesus and follow his lead. As we look around in the world, there is so much division, hate, crime, arguing, people that are fighting, riots. There are so many people upset about the results of the election. But we shall still respect and pray for whoever is the president, even if we don't agree with their policies. Even if we don't agree with their morals, they need a lot of prayer. And I believe wholeheartedly that we have given Donald Trump and Joe Biden too much power. And what I mean by that is we have watered down the power of Christ. We have put so much trust in these two people, or even four, including the vice presidents, that we've watered down the power of Christ and Christ alone. So regardless of who's president, Christ should be our ruler. And we should follow his lead first and foremost. Here are some examples I want to explain to you of what a lukewarm Christian looks like. And after I'm done, I want you to self-examine yourself and see if you're being a lukewarm Christian. The first one is lukewarm Christians will often pick what is popular over what is actually right. They have this deep desire to look good in the eyes of the church and in the eyes of people, in the eyes of the world, because they care more about how other people perceive them and less of what God thinks of them and their hearts and their lives. For example, you want to look good to your church friends, but you also want to fit in with your non-believer friends. And a lot of times, your non-believer friends, those are teenagers or even older, they're having premarital sex, and so you're having premarital sex because you want to fit in just like your friends, and you don't want to get made fun of for being a virgin. Or you want to fit in, and you're going to church on Sundays, but you're getting high on Mondays. You curse with your friends that are non-believers because it's so easy to backslide with them because you want to fit in. So you're doing the sin that they're doing because you want to fit in with them as well as your believer friends. 
We are sinning more with our non-believer friends because, let's face it, our walk is not where it needs to be. And it's so much easier to sin when you're with a bunch of sinners. But we are called to have both believer friends and non-believer friends. But our light, this is the important part, but our light is always to shine and satisfy God. We have to be strong in our walk. If we're hanging out with non-believer friends, you better believe that we better be strong and put God first in the center of our lives. Matthew 5.16 tells us that. It's a great example and reminder. It says, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Next, if in your notes, if you're able to write this down, I'd greatly appreciate it. It's a question that I want to ask you. It says, do you live to make people happy or do you try to satisfy God with every breath? That you take. I'll repeat that. Do you live to make people happy? Or do you try to satisfy God with every breath you take? A good illustration of this is Luke 6, 20-26 that talks about us and how we'll be judged for doing what is right. It says, looking at his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will be laughed. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven. For that is how their ancestors treated the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you will go hungry. And woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. And woe to you when everyone speaks well of you, for that is how their ancestors treated the false prophets. Does your light shine even when circumstances are dark? Even when everything around you is crashing? Even in 2020, <laughs> when it's been so different, it's been so challenging, it's been so hard, it's been, for a lot of us, depressing. Does your light still shine? Are people still able to say, hey, that person has something different about them? And they could see that Jesus is living inside of you. And that he's first in your life. Make that a priority, would you? And I'm going to try to make that a priority of mine as well. Does your light shine not only at church, but when you're alone, by yourself, with your family, with your friends? Because it's easy to follow Christ when you're with other believers. But when you're with your friends and your family who don't believe are you making sure to do your part and point them towards Christ? Because let's be honest, it's so easy for us to stray them the other way and not point them to Christ or even... But a lot of times we make them go further away from Christ. I know several people who call themselves Christians. 
yet are more evil than some of my non-believer friends and family members. And that needs to change. That must stop, as that's a dirty rod and shame, to be completely honest with you. It's frightening, it's sad, and not good. Another example of a lukewarm Christian is one who's inspired by stories. I see this a lot. Stories of Christians, but do nothing to change their lifestyle. For example, this is the group of people who often love hearing uplifting stories about other Christians who have these life-changing stories for Christ. Maybe someone got healed. Maybe someone's on fire for the Lord and they're saying, how are you still on fire when you've been through all of this pain? When you've lost so many family members that you're close to? How? Or they say, I think that is so awesome. Or I wish... I was more like you. I'm certain this has happened to some of you watching. I want to be more like you. But the problem with this is they do nothing to change. The idea is there, but they do nothing about it. They assume that this is only for the super intense or extreme Christian and not just the typical everyday Christians. Lukewarm people call radical what Jesus has expected from every single one of his believers. And it tells us so in James four seventeen, It says, if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it's sin for them. So if God tells you to do something, but you don't do it, it's a sin. If God is telling you to do good, but you rebel against him, you're sinning. And another example of a lukewarm Christian is one who's afraid to speak the truth. When you're in a group setting with people who may not believe in God, you will not want to speak up and tell the truth about your faith, about your walk in Jesus Christ, how he's transformed and changed your life. A lukewarm Christian is one who will be afraid about being rejected by the world and feel uncomfortable with the idea of bringing any friction to a group setting by choosing to talk about a truth of God that does not fit with their lifestyle. We see this often today. We see this often. And I hope that changes for you today. We should be excited to talk about our walk and how he's transformed our lives. We should be ecstatic, enthusiastic how God is in the center of our lives and people should see it. We shouldn't even have to actually bring it up. But if it gets brought up, don't hide it. Bring it out. Talk about it. And bring them to Christ, most importantly, because your actions speak louder than words. I never got that when I was younger. But the more trials that came my way, I understand that saying a lot more. And it's so true. 2 Timothy 1.8 says, So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. By the power of God. And I want to share with you this as well, though. We must do it in a loving manner. Because it's so easy for a lot of us to shove it down people's throats. And in fact, if you do that, it will turn them off more. Don't shove it down people's throat. 
Do it in a loving way. Love on them. Another example of a lukewarm Christian is one, and this is very dangerous, who picks and chooses their beliefs according to their lifestyle, according to their sin. They pick and choose scripture that fits into their lifestyle and worldviews, as well as picking and choosing their beliefs that make them feel comfortable, and they don't talk about the scriptures that are convicting And talk about the sin that they're living in. They won't talk about living with a boyfriend and girlfriend before marriage. They won't talk about homosexuality. They won't talk about the hard things in life because they don't want to hear about it. Or they justify their actions and their sins and their pornography and their addictions. Because it's easy to talk about heaven. It's easy to talk about how amazing it's going to be, how there's no more pain, there's no more agony, there's no more stupid COVID-19 anymore. But it's hard. It's hard to talk about demons and hell and the flame of fire. It's hard to talk about those things, but the bottom line is God wants us to read the whole passage, every single page in this book. God wants us to pick up and read because every single thing is important in it. We try to justify the sin we're living in and try to make it right because a lot of us take bits and pieces out of the Bible to try to make it fit into our lifestyle. And that isn't right. There is a reason for every passage, and we must stop allowing sin to be comfortable and okay with it. When we sin, we should feel uncomfortable. The exact opposite. We shouldn't be okay with sin. We shouldn't just say, well, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. All we have to do is repent, and he'll take care of it. We should turn from our wicked ways. We should stop doing it nearly as much when we're A hot or cold Christian. Lukewarm Christians love others who love them back. Their love for others is usually focused on those who will love them in return. They might be able to love others who don't love them back, but not very much. And they definitely do not have any room in their hearts to love those who have intentionally hurt them. And to be honest with you, just how I've been this whole time and transparent with you, this one, I will say, I am pretty lukewarm in. I'm honest with you and real and raw today that I need the most help in this because when someone intentionally hurts me or my family or say something about my children or my parents, I get very angry and very upset. So you're not the only one struggling. Alan needs prayer too with these things. And I believe we all are lukewarm in very many categories that I've named thus far. And we need a lot of improvement like myself. Matthew 5, 43-44 says, You have heard it, that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That is an extremely difficult and hard passage to hear. But one that is so true and so relevant and one that God's working in me. In my opinion, I think this is probably one that all of us 
struggle with, or many of us struggle with, I shouldn't say all, but many of us struggle with. Lukewarm Christians feel safe and secure in their salvation, doing the bare minimum. And what I mean by this is, we believe because we go to church maybe three times a week, we're so involved in youth group or small groups, that we feel secure and good with our salvation and walk with Christ. We think that we're content with our walk. And we don't want to improve or think we even need to. There's, But I'm here to share with you, there's always room for improvement until we take our last breath here on earth and are called home to our Heavenly Father. There will always be room for improvement. It's easy to be involved with church. It's easy to go to church, but it's another to evolve as a person. It's another to evolve as a person. But once you evolve, once God has gotten a grip of your heart and he's transformed you, you actually will sense a purpose in your life. And you are in the right place once that happens and on the right path, living for Christ. You are aligned with the path that God has put forward for you. God tells us in Ephesians 6, 7 through 8, how we're to live and how we're to serve. He says, serve wholeheartedly as if you are serving the Lord, not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one for whatever good they do, whether they are slave or free, whether they are slave or free. Lukewarm Christians love God under certain circumstances. For example, they'll be quick to say that they love God wholeheartedly. They say all the right things to make it look like to those around them that they're strong in their faith and strong in their walk, but their devotion to God isn't unconditional. They believe they love God, but oftentimes when they're called to do something by the Lord and for the Lord, they will have a condition set in place. For example, read the word of God more. We're too busy. As we're scrolling down Facebook for 15 minutes, we could have scrolled down the word of God and then reading it or listening to some worship and draw closer to God. Well, I'm too busy. I'm at the grocery store for four hours. I'm shopping, buying purses here and there. Or how about, well, you know what? I believe in God and I love God. But I'm only going to trust in him if he heals me. I'm only going to trust in him if he makes my finances better. If he heals me and allows me to walk again and be pain free. If he heals me from my cancer. If he fixes my finances. But that's not how we should perceive God. He didn't deserve to die on the cross for our sins. But guess what? He chose to do it anyways. We should choose to follow Christ regardless of our circumstances. Knowing that he always takes care of his children. I want to grow in my walk. They say the lukewarm Christians. But it's just simply a thought. And there's no effort. There's no act upon it. They do nothing about it. We don't want to put in the effort or work to grow. And lukewarm Christians... They love to play it safe. They value their security and safety above all else. 
They are slaves to their own fear and will not be engaged with taking the risk that God has called them to take. This is because the fear that grips their heart is real and they don't want to take that leap of faith that God has called us to. Next in your notes, if you have a pen, it's it's easy to live a comfortable life. But what do you do when life is uncomfortable? Next is also in your notes, and it goes like this. How can you grow if you aren't being watered and fed every day? It's much like, I think of it as a plant. Um, if you don't, or even a Christmas tree, we're coming up to Christmas. If you don't water it, if you don't plant it, give it food, it's going to die. And it's going to die very quick. Much like our spiritual walk, if we're not being watered and fed, we're not going to grow. We're not going to grow. And you guys, failure shouldn't defeat us because we're all going to fail. Several times. But it shouldn't defeat us. It should lead us towards a new detour that will lead to success. Meaning a new door that God has for us that maybe we haven't opened yet. Or that we don't know that's awaiting for us. But maybe God's taking us on a new detour. Because a lot of times being a Christian, it isn't like this. It isn't like this. It's more like this. And on the 91 freeway, it's much like that bumper-to-bumper traffic. Trials left, right. But stay focused on Christ. Stay focused on Him. Last example I want to use of what a lukewarm Christian is, is they fear the punishment of God more than sin itself. For example, they're afraid of the consequences of their sins. They're afraid of the punishment that they will receive more than the fact that they hate sinning and truly want to lead a life without sin. They truly believe that the life that Jesus will offer them, they don't truly believe that the life that Jesus will offer them is better than the one they're living in right now. What it reminds me of is when I was younger, I remember I had a curfew, but I would go outside with my buddies and we would toilet paper (laughs) and we would ding dong ditch, egg some cars. And I remember one time in particular, it was probably about 2 a.m. I was not supposed to be out at 2 a.m. And I remember my mom calling me and she's her saying, what are you doing, son? And I knew that voice and I'm like, nothing. What did you do yesterday? Oh, I just spent the night with my friends. And I knew the punishment that was going to come. But if I didn't get busted, I wouldn't have been afraid to do it again. And I believe a lot of us are in that same predicament. You're afraid more of the repercussions than you are of living in sin. You're not afraid of the sin. You're just afraid of the punishment that will come with the sin because you got busted. And that must change. I want to end up by telling you that Jesus didn't die on the cross for you to be ashamed of the gospel or for you to give a half-hearted, to be a half-hearted Christian or half-effort or to give average effort. No, not at all. He wants you to give a 100% effort. What good is it, you guys, to have faith 
but plant no seeds. What good is it to have faith, but do nothing about it? Have no seeds, plant no seeds. It's no good. We must stop being lukewarm Christians and start running towards the cross and pray to God and ask him to reveal what he could work on and through our life. And what work in you needs to change and needs to be done. And remind yourself day in and day out that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. That no weapon formed against me shall prosper. That I'm a child of God. That I'm a child of God. And yesterday might have been awful. But today is a new start for me. It's a new start for me. A new beginning. A new chapter in my life that God's going to write. Because I'm going to allow him to write for me. I'm sick of being a lukewarm Christian. I want to change. I don't want to be stuck anymore where I'm just stagnant and being average. I want to excel. I want to succeed. I want to be entered into kingdom and for God to say when I enter the kingdom of heaven, well done, good and faithful servant. I want to be like David when faced with Goliaths and giants that come my way. I want to put my faith in Jesus that I'll conquer them. That I'll conquer them. And Daniel, when he was put in the lion's den, that I would have the faith like Daniel to believe that Jesus Christ will rescue me from any problems that I'm going through. You guys, we need to wake up. We need to be the light. We need to be the example that God has called us to be, including myself. I hope today has challenged you to be a better you. I hope it's challenged you to be a better you. For you who are watching online, there's going to be, I believe, two prayer counselors. One will be myself. I do not know the other one. But please, if you have prayer requests of any kind, don't hesitate to call us. If you're struggling, give us a call. That's what we're here for. Here to love on you. Not judge you. Here to love on you. Direct you towards Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you've backslidden and you're not walking with Christ. Maybe you are a lukewarm Christian. Come to us with prayer. We would love to pray with you. And for you who are watching this live, I miss you guys. I honestly do. It's been challenging for me. Um, honestly, I miss you guys a lot. And I cannot wait to be back. Um, but I do. I miss you guys. God bless you guys. And... For you who are watching live, please, if you feel that tugging on your heart, that's Jesus Christ saying, come to me and go to one of the prayer counselors as this next song they sing. Grab them and tell them. And the baptistry is up today. And I pray that so many come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Because as Christmas is approaching, man, I know a lot of you love gifts. But this is the best gift ever. And once you've tasted and seen, you'll never want to go back. God bless you guys abundantly. Fight the good fight of faith. Have a blessed day.